1: Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life because basically life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And ladies, if you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I've really been going first this week. I can't believe that I have been showing everyone the before pictures in my house right now because it's been a long summer and there's been a lot of stress especially these last couple of weeks and for me like the first thing out the window when I am under a ton of stress is like keeping up with the house. So it has gotten a little bit out of control and a little bit overwhelming and I knew I was needing to like batten down the hatches readjust get everything reorganized and get on top of it especially because our school year starts in just over two weeks and so i wanted to make sure that i was getting on top of that and of course i asked all of you on instagram if you were interested in seeing my before photos and you guys were so rude (laughs) and you said yes I don't know why I thought maybe you'd be like, Oh no, don't worry about it. Oh no, everybody wanted to see just how atrocious the mess was. And so I put myself out there, which was very hard for me to do. And I went ahead and I have been showing our before photos and then all of the organizing that we have been doing to get our house all ready and together. And so we are going to be talking about that on today's episode. And you can just know that I'm not coming at this from a place of mastery. I am coming at this from being in the trenches with you, understanding how hard it is to keep on top of everything when kids are home all the time and when life gets extra hard. And let's face it, we've all been under a ton of stress for the past year and a half. And on top of, you know, like a worldwide pandemic and all the other craziness happening in the world, we all have our own stressful, hard things going on at the same time, too. And those can really make it a lot harder to stay on top of a lot of those things, especially in the summer when your kids are there all the time. Now, homeschoolers, I know you're like, hey, my kids are here all the time anyway, and I feel for you. I have been there and And I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I still think it's a good idea, though, to start out your year with your house organized. But before we get into all of that, I did want to mention that, of course, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. If you haven't come over there and followed me at Mackenzie Coppa yet, well, clearly you're going to want to because you're going to (laughs) see... all of the crazy, dirty, real of my life. If you want like real validation for your choices and the state of your home, you're gonna wanna follow me because I'm gonna make you feel so much better by showing you how bad my house has currently gotten to. So make sure you follow me at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram slide into my dms let's have a little chat i love to hear what you guys think of the podcast what episodes are resonating with you the most what you find the most helpful what you want more of like send it my way Let's keep it coming here because you guys have been doing a really good job of that lately, of telling me this episode on the podcast was so helpful and this is why. That helps direct the content for the future of the show. And as we are about to head into season seven, can you even believe it? I can't even believe it. It is super helpful as I am getting everything organized and planned to know what you guys are looking for and what is going to be you know the most beneficial and fun for you coming into this fall season. So let me know, find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. I would love to connect there. Okay, now let's get into the goods of this episode, you guys. As I mentioned, We go back to school in two weeks in the Pacific Northwest. I know that is not the case for a lot of you. Many of you around the country have headed back weeks and weeks ago, but we have until the first week of September to actually be diving back into the school thing, which is really good because we've had a couple of super hard weeks around here with, you know, just things you don't see coming. I really got hit by another knack truck of life lately. And so I just was like, in survival fully, I wouldn't say down for the count because I was in it trying to, you know, get our way through this really intense situation, which Isn't over yet, but it's calmed down a little bit for right now. But as I mentioned, the first thing to go out the window is like keeping on top of the house. And I got through the two weeks of the really intense part and looked around and was like, dang. Um, So this is a situation. And that was just like the normal stuff I'd been letting go. I'd actually been neglecting like my daughter's bedroom (laughs) for months, I'd been telling myself oh yeah I'm gonna get on top of that because every time I walk out of my bedroom, their bedroom is the first thing I see as I'm about to head down the stairs and it is depressing. I was contemplating figuring out how to just burn down their room (laughs) because it had gotten so bad and it's the room that I like decorated the cutest and everything when we first moved in here. we kept it really clean and organized for like a year. And then it just all went downhill during the pandemic. And I knew that we needed to reclaim that space, especially before the school year. My oldest daughter is nine, which I know still sounds really young. But I have noticed going into the school year, she definitely has a Difference in mentality. She's more, you know, wanting to look and feel a little bit more grown up as she heads into fourth grade. She is caring much more about, like, not having crazy characters on her clothes, or, you know, like, she's got this, like, chic perspective, which as a three, I really appreciate about her. But I knew for her too, as much as for me, that if her space was more organized, if she could feel that ownership over her room and having it pulled together that it would really help her mentally heading into the next school year. Now, she does share a room with her six-year-old sister, which makes it a little bit more challenging. But I knew that if we could just purge so much of the junk out of their room so it was less to keep up with, that it would make a big difference For both of them, make it easier for my six-year-old to keep up with because there aren't as many things for her to make a mess with, especially all those dang teeny tiny little toys that little girls seem to accumulate. I mean, with my son, he had Legos. Okay, Legos are little and they're everywhere and whatever. It's different with girls. There's every little poly pocket piece and thing and you're just like, why? Why does everything have to be miniature and in triplicate? And it just can take over real quickly. And so I knew that if we could get a handle on their room, then that could kind of spread (laughs) to the rest of the house. And ultimately, a lot of this is about mental health. So we all know that we need to organize and clean our spaces and all of that. But I'm going to talk about some of the whys Here for a second. So just bear with me and let's get through some of like these deeper things that I think are bigger reasons of why we should be taking ownership over our spaces, getting them under control, especially before we head into a school year or any sort of transition. So it really is for me about a lot of mental health. I feel so much more overwhelmed in general when my space is chaotic. If I am able to quiet the space, eliminate a lot of the things, and have things more organized again, it helps my brain to be able to calm down and do the other necessary work that it needs to be doing. We have all had so much weighing us down for so long now that when we're able to clear that physical clutter, it helps our minds to operate more clearly as well. So quieting your space also quiets your mind and allows you to be able to do then that bigger planning or that bigger work or be more present in your relationships, which I think is really important. It also helps dramatically with decision-making for a few different reasons. So when our minds are calmer because we have less stuff everywhere all the time, we're able to Think more clearly and make decisions more easily. But also, when we eliminate a lot of options and we get rid of all of the superfluous stuff, it helps the decision making process to just be easier because there are less options. So, when we limit those things down to just what we absolutely love or need, it helps us to make choices and be able to move through our day more quickly and with less effort because we aren't having to wade through so much stuff and so many options. Plus, I think a lot of us, as we have seen, there's so many more mental health issues over the past year and a half, and people are feeling weighed down. And one of those signs of depression is the inability to make decisions, or it becomes much more difficult to make decisions in your everyday life. Like right now, for me, just even thinking about like, what are we going to eat for dinner? It makes me want to, you know, run from the house screaming, (laughs) because don't make me make a decision about something. It just feels so overwhelming. But when we're able to make these smaller scale decisions, like when I'm able to sort through my makeup drawer and say, like, I don't use this thing anymore. I don't love it. I don't want it. I'm getting rid of it. It helps us to kind of get back into that mode of making choices, which a lot of us have kind of like squelched in the depression of the pandemic. You don't want to have to make choices about things because it all feels so overwhelming. So when we can do these smaller scale decisions, it helps us to work up to making the bigger decisions as well. So it's a good practice for us to get into to start exercising that muscle again. And there's so much freedom in letting things go. So much like actually starts physically weighing on our space. When we can start to eliminate some of that stuff, it actually helps us to feel lighter and less burdened as well. When we can start clearing out some of that stuff that we don't actually love we don't actually use it's really important to just go ahead and let it go and I guarantee you you will feel just you want to jump up and click your heels when you actually get rid of the stuff because it feels like there's less to deal with and we all want less to deal with right now And honestly, if you have been like trying to really plan out your fall with all the activities and the things going on and having to make a lot of decisions about those sort of things. And if that is feeling really overwhelming to you right now and you haven't dealt with your physical space, I would say pause on the planning. And you know me, I am a planner. Planning is my lifeblood. I love to plan for things and figure all of that out and get a really good grasp on what is happening in our life. But when I try to do that planning, when a lot of other things are feeling overwhelming, it stalls me out. And I feel like I can't do it. I feel like it's too much. But when I can kind of put a hold on that and deal with the physical space, then it allows me to step back into that planning space, be able to do it more quickly and concisely. I feel less pressured to get it done because I've already dealt with all of these practical things, all of this physical stuff around me. And so it allows me to step back into that planning space and be more successful with it and feel like I can actually be on top of our life again. And then it's also just important to remember that as we are stepping into the busyness of the fall school year with all of the activities and all of those things going on, that busyness really starts to ramp up. It's much easier to maintain a space while all of that is going on than to try to reclaim it in the middle of all of the busyness going on. So the more you're able to get done before all of that starts, the easier you are going to be able to put systems in place to keep it that way than to try to do all of that in the middle of the craziness that then ensues with the beginning of the school year. So it's just smart to try to get a handle on it before the ball drops. So that's another big reason to kind of, you know, maybe make sure that this part of it is done or a lot of it is done before you step into the intensity of the school year. And as I've kind of mentioned, like, I think it's good for our kids' brains, too. When I did my daughter's bedroom, I got them pretty involved, more so my nine-year-old than my six-year-old. But we did the whole, like, dump out the toy basket, only put what you love and you actually play with back in here. We're getting rid of the rest of it and showing them how to decide what you love and what you don't walking them through that process of when was the last time you played with this thing do you actually like this i think is so important and we've been applying it to so much more than just cleaning out their bedrooms we've also been applying it to buying their school supplies for this year what do you actually like when we're buying the backpacks when we're buying the clothes when we're buying the shoes what do you actually love? I don't want to buy something that you don't really love and want to use. And I think that's such an important framework to be instilling into our kids' brains, helping them to learn that skill of not buying things frivolously and buying things that they actually love and are going to use from this very young age. I think it helps them with financial planning in the future. And I think it helps them in terms of creating a space that they like as they become adults and it can feel like a lot more effort to have them involved like I totally get that there are times when I just want to like go into their bedroom and do it myself for some reason this time it felt harder to do it myself I had gone in and tried to tackle their room a couple of times and I would just get so frustrated that I would put everything down and walk away but getting them involved this time and giving them some ownership over their space Helped me to feel like maybe they're gonna keep up with it a little bit better as we head into this school year. And I know that they now really value the things that they have in their room because they're the ones who really went through and picked those things out. Same principle for picking out their school clothes and all that kind of thing this year. A lot of times I'll just go buy the stuff, but actually getting their opinions, which can take a lot more time and take a lot more effort, has helped us to get things that I think they aren't just going to be like, "Oh, I don't want to wear that. I don't even like that." I've wasted so much money in the past on things that my kids, particularly my nine-year-old because she has a lot of sensory issues we buy these things and then she doesn't actually want to wear them or they don't align with her little style or they're the same as somebody else in her class and so she doesn't want to wear it because everybody else is wearing the same thing like actually being able to give her some of the ownership over what we are buying for her clothes and her backpack and her water bottle and her lunchbox like really thinking through all of those things coordinating them together and helping her to feel like okay this is my style this is who I am this is how I present myself to the world it has taken more effort but I see her actually loving the things that we are getting and i know that's going to then carry her into the school year give her more confidence and help her to take care of her things better so it takes more effort but i think that it's good for all of our sanity because we're not wasting a bunch of stuff or not going to use the things that we've purchased and it helps teach our kids so many things about buying things about creating their style and about taking care of everything another reason to be doing all of this right now before the school year starts, doing it at the end of the summer is, you know, during the summer, there's a lot of everyone here ness. It's just people here all the time, eating constantly, putting their stuff everywhere. And while well, we've kept it, you know, relatively clean it could definitely use that deeper cleaning before we get into the fall and it's a lot harder to do that cleaning when there's stuff everywhere and so by doing that purge by doing that tidying it helps me to then be able to more easily do the deeper cleaning or have my kids do deeper cleaning on things because there isn't just a bunch of stuff in the way all of the time and then the last thing that I think is a really good reason to want to be getting all of this organizing and de-junkifying and cleaning done is who, like me, is itching to do their fall decor? I don't know what it is this year. I'm just like done with summer. I know we waited for so long to have warm weather, but it's been such a hard summer that I'm like, forget it. I want to put it in my rearview mirror. I want the pumpkin spice Everything. I want to, you know, put up all my pumpkins and bring out the fall blankets and bring in all of those warm colors and my evening lighting and like getting everything ready for that hoogahness. fall that I'm really craving right now and when I can actually clear out all of the junk and all the extra stuff that is accumulated and all of that from the summer then it allows me to be able to actually step into doing that decorating for fall which is super fun to me and I love doing every year so those are my big reasons for why I think it's just a good idea to do this and then after we talk about this little ad here in a second then we are going to step into a little bit more of the how. I have just some big general tips that I think are going to make it feel a little less overwhelming for you even if you have some really big areas that you are needing to tackle. Okay, ladies, this week's episode is sponsored by one of my very favorite sponsors. You've heard me talk about them so much in the past. I even had them on the podcast this month and I was on their YouTube channel. It's no secret that I am in love with Plan to Eat. You guys Of all the times in the year, I think this is the most important one to be signing up for Plan to Eat because this is your number one sanity saver. Stepping into the fall is figuring out your food. I don't know what I would do without Plan to Eat when we start incorporating school and activities and all of the stuff that has to be fit into a 24-hour period in our lives during the fall and during the school year. And so having our meals figured out so I can easily do My shopping all in one go on the weekend, and I can know exactly what we're having and how I can coordinate leftovers and doing all of that. I wouldn't be able to do it without Plan to Eat. It is such a simple website. The hardest thing you're ever gonna do with Plan to Eat is get all of your recipes loaded in there, and that's not even hard because if your recipe is on the internet anywhere, which let's face it, they usually are these days. All you have to do is copy that little link, put it in Plan to Eat, and it will auto-populate all of the information for you. It'll even bring in pictures of the meal from whatever website you are getting this recipe from. You can even share recipes with friends. You can be my friend. You can go find me at Mackenzie Coppa on Plan to Eat, and you can see what I'm planning and the meals that I have. You can coordinate with all of your friends to make it even easier. So you get all of those recipes loaded in there, and then from there on out, it's as simple as dragging and dropping things onto your calendar. You can even coordinate it so that it'll load up to your iCal or your Google Calendar so you have it all in one place. You can create prep notes. You can even create menus. So once you figure out a couple of good menus that are going to work throughout the year with everybody's activities and everything that's going on, you can just repeat those menus over and over and over again, saving yourself so much work and hassle. I'm telling you what, it is a lifesaver. And beyond all of that functionality, you also have an amazing app that allows you to not only plan on the go. So if you are sitting at activities this fall and you need to do your planning in the car, you totally can. But you also have your shopping list wherever you are because it's in the app. This is a huge lifesaver to me because I always leave my shopping list at home. But with Plan to Eat, I never do. I even put stuff that's not grocery related in there because it's just so handy to have it all in one place. You can't go wrong with Plan to Eat. And they have switched up our offer for the month of August. Knowing that so many of you are going to be needing this tool going into the fall, you can get 20% off a yearly subscription by going to plante.com/slash live well. So you guys. This is the perfect time to be stepping up, getting your Plan to Eat subscription, and saving your sanity for the fall. Go to slash Live Well, get 20% off a yearly subscription, and just know that your life is going to get a whole lot easier. All right, that's slash Live Well. Okay, ladies, now let's step back into some of the hows, some tips that I think are going to make this whole process of organizing and de-junkifying your house a little bit less overwhelming. Because when I did a live about this in Patreon a couple of days ago, that was the number one thing that people were saying like, oh, but I need to do like my whole house or whatever. And so these are some tips that I think will make it Feel like you're actually making some progress and make it feel less like the world is coming to an end because you have to do all of this. You know, I was joking around with the ladies in Patreon the other day, and I was saying that I think the horror movie called The Purge... I haven't seen it, but I'm fairly sure that it's got to be about a mother who became so overwhelmed with the state of all of the junk in her house that she just needed to purge all of it, but it felt so overwhelming that she went psychotic. I think that sounds pretty reasonable, and if that horror movie hasn't been made, then somebody is really missing out on the market of mother horror stories because it can just feel like so much when you look around a space and you're like, but where? do I begin? Because everything needs to be done. So these are some quick principles that I think are going to help you. Let me just list them off really quickly here and then we're going to dive deeper into them. Look for quick wins, the biggest impact, break it down, only keep what you love, which we've mentioned already, and make a list. Okay, so quick wins. These are the things you can tackle fairly easily and you guessed it, quickly. Have you been needing to declutter a drawer or clean off your nightstand? Just pick something small and tackle it right away so you can start to feel productive immediately. And then the big benefit of a quick win is that usually one quick win leads to another quick win because you kind of get yourself into that mode of de-junkifying and organizing stuff. And so a lot of times when I do just like one small thing, then I'm like, well, I can also tackle this other small thing over here. And it helps me to want to keep going. And sometimes this streak can last for days. You know, it's not just in the moment. As you start to see these spots actually get clearer and have less junk and your brain can feel more calm it makes you want to do more which is a huge benefit and then after you have established some quick wins I think that a really big helpful thing to think about is what spaces are going to have the biggest impact on your life if you declutter them and organize them now this isn't just because they're going to look better and help your brain to feel more calm because there's less stuff it's also for the purpose of functionality if spaces are organized, they allow people to get what they need or do what they need to more easily. For instance, the pantry or a desk or a closet. If my pantry is organized, then my kids are more able to pack their own lunches or get their own snacks for school or that sort of thing. If it's just a big mishmash of boxes and craziness, then I have to sort through that more and be the one to deal with it. But when it's organized, then I can just say, you know, hey, go get your lunch and snacks for tomorrow, and they are able to do it, which is so helpful. Or a desk, they need a spot to be able to do their homework after school. Now, whether that's the kitchen table or a counter or a desk in their bedroom, if it's covered with junk, they're not going to be able to utilize that space. And they're going to have to waste so much time actually clearing the space before they can do what they need to do. So I think it's really important that we think in terms of what is going to have the biggest impact on our life. What spaces, if we make them more functional, are going to make our life easier. But when you think about it in that way, sometimes you're like, well, it's a whole room Mackenzie, like if my whole kitchen is organized, it's going to help my life. That's going to have the biggest impact and that can feel super overwhelming. Or for me, it's my bedroom and my bathroom. If those spaces are cleared and organized, I know that I can sleep better. I can get ready faster. I can work better because my office is in my bedroom as well. These spaces have a huge impact on my day-to-day sanity and my frustration level. If I wake up in a chaotic room, I start the day annoyed, and then I also can't work as efficiently. So I know that if I can get a handle on my bedroom and my bathroom, that is going to impact so much else about my day and my life. But like I said, those can feel Really overwhelming. And so that's when you need to think about breaking it down. When you're thinking about those larger spaces that are going to have the biggest impact, you need to think of them in the smallest chunks possible. The little individual pieces that will allow you to again have those quick wins and feel actual progress over the space more quickly. Instead of looking at as a whole, look at one drawer in your bathroom or one drawer in your kitchen. Even when I think of my bathroom, I don't just think like, I need to do the whole under sink area. No, I'm going to take out one bin from underneath my sink and organize that. So you literally want to break it down as small as you possibly can so that you can make more progress more quickly and it doesn't feel like the end of the world and it also allows you to not have to do it all in one shot maybe it's going to take you a few days to get through everything in your bedroom or everything in your bathroom or everything in your kitchen But you have that ability because you are actually making wins. You're not trying to tackle the whole thing at once. You're just doing the little stuff. And you also have to remember (laughs) that you are going to have a bigger mess before you have less of a mess. That's always the way it is with organizing and decluttering is you gotta pull stuff out. You gotta make your piles. You gotta do all of that. So expect that. And if you do it in smaller chunks though, then those messes that you're creating are less overwhelming. It's different than like when I was young and I would clean my bedroom and I would pull out everything at once. And I would kind of scatter myself from job to job to job. So I'd start on my dresser and then I'd move to my closet and then I'd move to my desk. Like I didn't get any one thing done. And so it just created a huge mess that felt like I really couldn't tackle it. But if I would have just focused on one thing at a time, which I know can be really hard to do, but if you're able to do that, then you're able to see that progress and feel less weighed down by the whole process more quickly. And of course, I've kind of said this already but I want you to think in terms as you are doing this organizing of only keeping what you love you know we learned this from Marie Kondo in the life-changing magic of tidying up many years ago that thing that sparks joy make sure the stuff you're keeping is stuff you actually like stuff you actually use don't look at something that you haven't used in 10 years and think but maybe I will someday it's not worth it it's not worth it to try to keep it and store it just get another one later if you're really that desperate but most likely you're not even going to think about it again most likely you haven't thought about it until you found it in the back of your cupboard and so this is not something you actually need to Keep having take up space and cause you more stress in your life. And then, as you're getting like some of these quick wins from the beginning and trying to tackle these bigger spaces, I would actually say before you move on to too much of it, just go ahead and make yourself a list. Like, if you really need to. Break it down on paper into all of those small places, all of those quick wins that are going to allow you to get the bigger job done. So, if you actually have that list and you can check off every single little thing, every little drawer, every little whatever, you're going to have that tangible piece of paper to be able to look at and see the actual progress you're making. Because again, it's that whole thing, the mess is going to get bigger before it gets smaller. So, if you have that piece of paper and you can say, okay, I'm I know this is kind of feeling overwhelming right now, but look how much I actually have gotten done. It helps you to continue to have that motivation and inspiration to keep moving forward and getting it all done. And then you guys, this is a big one. I want to encourage you that after you've done all of this, after you've gone through these spaces and you've pulled out all the junk and you have figured out what you're going to donate and what you need to throw away and all of that actually get rid of the things that you've purged go to the dump go to your local donation center sell them at a consignment sale just don't let them sit in bags in your garage the final step to making it not weigh on you is to get it all the way out of your house. And I also want to say that if you aren't actually going to go through the process of tagging everything for the consignment sale and putting in the hours of work that it takes, know yourself, is that process going to be worth it? Are you going to make enough money off of those things to warrant all the time that that takes? And if You're not going to make enough money or if that's going to cause you more frustration in your life, just donate it. Just get rid of it. Also, another tip here, don't pawn off your things on unsuspecting friends or family unless they actually want the stuff. So if they see it and they actually love it, then they can take it. But don't just show up with, hey, here's all this stuff. Do you want it? Because most likely they're going to feel guilty and they're going to feel like they have to take your things, but there's a reason you're getting rid of them. What makes you think that your family is going to want it unless it's something they've actually said, oh, hey, I wish I had that. Like, just don't put that on them. That's not nice. Don't do it. Just don't do it. And one other little thing as you are making your list and you're trying to make sure you get all of the areas of your house taken care of that are going to have the biggest impact, don't forget your outside spaces and the garage and those kind of places as well. Because as it starts to get colder, it's going to be a lot harder to tackle those areas and most likely you probably just won't. So make sure that you have those spaces included on your list as well. Okay, my last little thing here, my last little tip for keeping you motivated as you are going through this process of kind of like overhauling your house, overhauling your space is to provide yourself some motivation to keep going. I love to either be entertained while I'm doing this kind of work. By listening to a fun podcast or a fun audiobook or even better a lot of times in my opinion is to listen to an audiobook that is about something pertaining to the organizing productivity or home decor experience. It just really makes me feel like immersed in it and much more invested in what I'm doing. So here are some of my favorite audiobooks to listen to while I am organizing. Top of the charts for me, I've listened to it a few different times when I'm doing big organizing projects, is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Mari Kondo. Now, I don't agree with everything she says in the book. I know a lot of it is kind of nutty. You know, I'm not thanking all of my items as I get rid of them and take them to goodwill. But when she talks about like folding and when she talks about like what her evening is like when she gets home and her space is all lovely and organized, it makes me want to have that kind of life. And so I am much more devoted to my task. So there's just something about it. And like if I'm just going to devote like a whole Saturday to organizing, I can get through that whole book. I can listen to the whole thing while I'm organizing and I just keep trucking along. It helps me to not get worn out or to need a big break. It just helps me to stay in it and to like really get stuff done okay the next one love this book love this lady it's the lazy genius way by kendra adachi it's one of those books that as you're doing this organizing process it's going to help you think about your overall planning of life and your systems and she's so smart about it and so i just really think it's a great book plus she's super funny there's nothing better than listening to you know quips about chris hemsworth while you are doing your cleaning so it's a good choice The Feel Good Effect by Robin Conley Downs. It's also going to help you think about habits and reformatting your life. And so if you can be doing some of that planning thinking while you are doing your organizing, I think that's a great one. Along with Atomic Habits by James Clear, same principle. It's going to help you think about how you're running your life in general as you are getting a handle on your space. Another fun idea I think is to listen to anything by Michael and Smith so these are all about like decorating and entertaining so the cozy minimalist home that's a great one she's also super funny so they're fun to listen to or welcome home which I think is perfect for your fall decor thoughts and entertaining and all of that it's that's what the book is all about it's decorating and entertaining in all of the different seasons so I think that's a really fun one to be listening to as you are getting your home more ready And then the final thing that I would listen to isn't a book, but a podcast. I really like the productivity episodes that are often featured on the Gold Digger podcast. So that's a really good, fun one. Okay, you guys, you made it. We made it through this whole idea of getting our lives together by kind of starting with reorganizing our homes before this fall. I hope this was helpful and motivating to you. Hopefully I gave you some ideas that are gonna help it feel a little less overwhelming and help you stay the course and be organized and motivated to do all of that. So let me know. Let me know if this was helpful, how it's going, Show us your before and after pictures. Get real on Instagram. Tag me when you actually do it. I would love to see some before and afters. Put yourself out there, ladies, like you've asked me to do on Insta Stories this week. Let's see it come to the table. Let's see your before and afters. Let's get after it this week and really get a handle on our spaces so that we can enjoy our fall more and not be worrying about all the junk that we are surrounded by. Okay? And if you do all of that and then you decide you need some new home decor or you need, you know, things that you realize, "Oh, we don't have any batteries in the house or whatever" as you're going through this process and you decide to buy things on Amazon, I would so love it if you would go to Amazon by using the link com slash Amazon. It will take you to my affiliates page. So anything that you buy by using that link is going to give me a little bit of credit, but it's not going to cost you any more money. But I also have some really fun ideas there. If you're looking for anything specific for makeup or style or whatever, I've got tons of suggestions on my Amazon page. If you just go to com slash Amazon, it'll take you right there. Alright ladies, thanks so much for listening again this week, thank you for leaving your ratings and reviews on iTunes, they make a huge difference, I'm so appreciative when you tell your friends and family about the show, word of mouth is always the best way to get the marketing out there and so I so appreciate when you let other people know like, hey. This episode on like cleaning my house was super helpful. You should listen to it too. You know, it's just sharing is caring. So thanks so much for those of you who share about the show on social media or by just telling your friends about it. I truly, truly appreciate it. All right. I love you ladies so much. I'll be back again next week. But until then, go be bold and gracious.